Yeah. I mean, like, that's fucking nuts. Just the fact. I know, it's just, he just saw it and liked us, and he's like, okay, cool, I like him. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. It's The fact that he acknowledged that we exist. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, let's talk about it in different terms. I mean, it's like being in high school and, like, the most popular girl in school knows your name. That's more, it's bigger than that. Well, it's much bigger, but I'm putting that, you yeah. know, retrospective for people who don't understand. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, might as well start, so are welcome we, are to, we, uh, Are we recording right yes, now? Yes, we're recording. Oh, God. Welcome to episode four I of Wingman's Garage. Again, it's one of those things where you can't warn a brother, but whatever. Nah, it'd be too much, you know, too easy if True. I warned you. And, you know, I would have stopped playing this and making you look good on this game, but whatever. Right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyways, welcome back. Uh, heart of winter here. Uh, oh God, you Snow Apocalypse 2016 has come and gone. Thankfully, it's gone. It's, by the end of the week, it's gonna be 60 degrees. Yeah, I snow sucks. Yeah, snow but, is no fun. I don't yeah. like it. So, uh, on the controller here is. Hey, it's Daniel, the pretty boy. Not on the controller is me, Chris, the wingman, and stuff in his face over here is. Hedgehog. Yeah, he brought food. Yep. Like a weirdo. I like chicken. Oh, God. It could have been worse. You could have said, I like Tyler turtles. Tyler likes chicken. It could have been worse. He could have said turtles. No, I lose turtles. I lose you do lose turtles. He did say he was trying to do his turtle first. No, he was trying to find it. No. Wait, wait. Autocorrect. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was autocorrect. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we do have more to talk about than just Hedgehog and his turtles. Um, yeah. You know, coming right off the fact that, uh, as we were talking about earlier... We had mentioned uh, Rattle, Radical Ducati yeah. in uh, episode two, I believe it was. Two or three. Uh, I think it was two, actually. Was it, it was two? two. Yeah, because I remember talking about the nine and a half. Yes. And uh, Pepo from uh, Radical had actually closed the company down and started up his new company, XTR. Um, if you were following us on uh, Facebook, you would have seen the speed triple that Pepo had done uh, a few years ago. Actually, no, sorry. Oh, it's just a, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of months ago, yeah. Yeah. He probably, I think he uh, finished it right around the right when fall was hitting. Yeah. Whatever. It's and it's that gorgeous. Utterly, obscenely gorgeous. Anyways, shortly after we posted that bike, he actually followed us back on uh, Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. So which is awesome. Needless to say, me and Chris both freaked out. <laughs> just I, a little, like little I girls. I lost it. I, it was like a. I was acting like a teenage girl. It was. He really was. Bad. You should have seen the text messages from this guy. It was pretty bad, because <laughs> I've been a huge fan of his stuff since two what, two thousand I think two thousand nine or yeah. two thousand eight was when I think his stuff kind of finally yeah. showed up over here in the states. It and it's wonderful. But yeah, so Peppo, if you happen to be listening, keep it up. Thank you, sir. Yes, we really awesome appreciate work. it. Awesome work. Um, we love your stuff, and eventually, hopefully, we can. Ev- buy your parts and build our own <laughs> stuff up what you do yes that would yes. be wonderful yes but yeah so because i've got a bmw s1000 that would be fun to deal with and <laughs> we can just find stuff to get we don't care mm-hmm. we'll but, yeah. we'll go find some craigslist bikes and oh don't yeah well i'll oh, go yeah. get me a speed triple or a street triple or yes something. please but anyway but uh, so with the snow that hit now for those of you who don't know nashville doesn't get a whole lot of snow usually but we got obliterated for Nashville this past week. Yes. Or this past weekend. I feel bad for everybody who was even further east oh, yeah. of us. Um, for anybody up in the Northeast, New York, Washington, D.C., Philly, Boston, oh, gosh, my thoughts and prayers are with you guys. I couldn't deal with it. Oh, yeah. I could not handle that much snow. But for some, for a for a southeastern city that only gets a good snow once every 10 years, when you get a foot of snow, yeah, that's a little goofy yeah. for us. You know, funny thing was, I was actually supposed to fly into Washington, D.C. today. What? For what? To go buy a car. I, huh? Yeah. I had actually found a car for, if you haven't been following, uh, my Mustang got totaled out about a week ago, and I've been on a hunt for a new car. What uh, as of Thursday. You going I, to get up in D.C.? Uh, I was actually going to be buying a Lexus out oh, in goodness. D.C. Uh, basically decided not to do it. Um, just for a few reasons, including the fact that the salesperson was incredibly slimy on the phone. I'm pretty sure he's a good guy, but just what? first impressions. 
I could feel the slime oozing out from the, the phone. phone. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Did you see that stoppy I just made that guy do? That was pretty good. <laughs> it's always funny watching them do that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, as long as it's not me. So, need to say, did not fly into D.C., which probably wouldn't have happened anyways considering nah, what's going on. Your flight would have been canceled and you'd have been stuck. If you'd have made it, you'd have been stuck. Yeah. But winter is here, and for the majority of us, riding's not an option most no, of the time. No, um, not right now. You know, this guy over here doesn't want to ride because it's too cold. I won't ride if there's ice on the road. I'm not going to ride I if it's on dirt bike. Yes, and Hedgehog and, doesn't have a dirt bike anymore, so right. that's no fun. And he needs, uh, our Hedgehog here needs some better riding gear for the cold. Yeah. Yeah, you're lacking in that one. Yeah. Just a little bit. Blue jeans and um, <clears throat> vintage summer leather jackets don't work. Yeah, it's, you're, there's a thing called frostbite, and you would have it. <laughs> Frostbite, schmossbite. No. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you seen Ralph Serenoff finds? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Have you seen his hand? No. All right. He got frostbite and had to cut his fingers off from the first knuckle forward in his shed with a saw. That's no way to ride a motorcycle. Well, no. No. That, that man has, is more manly than all of us combined. And no, I want no part of frostbite. Well. Again, the right riding gear makes a big difference. But for the majority of us who don't enjoy the polar bear ride, no. Um, although I did come across two people yesterday who were riding with the ice and everything on the I road. I saw and, a guy yeah. when I was on my way here. He was on a, I think a ZX14 Concours hmm. with that, you know, barn door of a freaking oh yeah screen on the front. So he was okay. Right. But you know what? I'm, that's just not for me. I no, mean, I, I, if there's ice, I'm done. Uh, I, I won't ride if there's ice. I don't really care how cold it is, but yeah, the ice will. The only ice deal. I want to see is the ice in my drink after I get done riding. <laughs> that's the only ice I want to see. Uh, but I think I'm okay if you give me knobbies. Knobbies? I, mm-hmm. You can be okay if you've got knobbies, but that still doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable riding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right, right. I want no part of it. Like these guys that do ice racing, those guys are insane. Absolutely. Those guys, it's 40 to below, and they're doing, no. I, well, look at the kind of traction they're getting because of the, the spikes in their tires. I don't It's still 40 below. Have you seen what happens when they run over each other? It's mm-hmm. 40 below. Perforated. Let's, let's get past 40 below here, all right? No. I do a lot. No, I'm out. I'm Heated out. grips. I'm, I d- no, they're not putting heated grips on a 500cc Can-Am dirt bike that they've got set up for ice racing. It's not going to happen. That's just pure adrenaline there. That's, that's all no, it is. No, that's pure lunacy is what it is. Adrenaline, lunacy, same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. But anyway, I will say this. Those guys are a lot ballsier than me. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. There's no way. I, no. Yeah. Speaking of balls, I feel like when they uh, thought they finished the race and off the water. <laughs> they might. Well, I'd pinch it too if, you know, I was afraid of somebody flying past me and, you know, maybe running over my foot. Oh, well, I don't even want to hear about it. They're, no, I'm out. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. Right. But anyway, away from ice racing. Yeah, at least someone's doing something Yeah, no cold. kidding. But, the, well, go ahead, sorry. While we're on the subject of racing, I just want to throw this out there. Um, I'm a bigger off-road gearhead than, than uh, I believe these two are. But, you uh, are. <clears throat> anybody out there who likes off, off-road, uh, has anybody been paying attention to Chad Reed? I didn't. I haven't getting, had a chance to watch any of the Supercross this year. All I know is Husqvarna won the Anaheim one, which is kind of cool personally, just because it's you know Husqvarna coming back to where they were. Right. Yep. But I know nothing about what's going on. All I know is Bubba wasn't at Anaheim too because he was hurt. I don't know. I I saw that real quick and I don't know anything about it. So enlighten us, please. Let's say um, well, uh, you can find a picture of. Bubba's swing arm online. Oh, Christ. What and uh, <clears throat> with a giant circle next to the huge uh, basketball-sized dent in it. Oh, what damn. says what Ryan Dungey was here? <laughs> oh, God. Well, Dungey's um, on the KTM still, right? He is. He is. Okay. He's still riding for KTM, um, which, uh, you know, again, very excited for Jason Anderson, you know, pulling that, that win. Uh, first off, excited for Jason himself because he's a great rider, and he definitely had it coming. Um but uh, I will mention, you know, it's while a lot of people are taken away from that win for Husqvarna because they are, it basically is a KTM with uh, a few different modifications to the frame. And well, such, they said the same thing. I mean, well, KTM started off as a Penton back in the day, 
So wow. and to, to me, it's yeah, it's all about the brand name. So uh, I think they're doing great. But yeah, Chad Reed, or excuse me, uh, Ryan Dungey had a little uh, incident with with James Stewart um, at Anaheim One, at which James kind of re-injured a hand he's been having some issues with. And that's uh, his left hand, wasn't it? It's his. I actually left hand. I believe so, but I can't be for sure on that. So again, I haven't followed Supercross. I haven't had time to follow. Supercross. I've right. not been on top of it as much as I usually am this year. Usually, I'm all in the silly season yeah. and uh, following everything, and I know all the rumors and all that. But I kind of, uh, I've actually only gotten the chance to actually really watch from start to finish uh, one race this season, and that was, uh, was San Diego. Um, I have not got to watch either one of the Ana- Anaheim's. I've just yeah. read the race reports, and I didn't know they raced um, in San Diego. I how far behind I am. But uh, yeah, they uh, they had a little incident, got together. Um, he re-injured his hand, so he sat out uh, the second round, and uh, I believe he sat out the third round as well. I'm not sure when he's looking to be back. Uh, so uh, added obviously to a list of riders, including Andrew Short, that are dealing with some injuries this year. But uh, I just want to you know throw out you know again coming in you know Chad Reed his uh, his deal with Yamaha really wasn't official until about I think a week and a half before the season started. It's a fa- and it's a factory ride. Um, it? it is. It is a factory Yamaha ride, and it had been rumored. He'd, he's obviously been posting plenty of pictures on his Instagram beforehand of him riding a Yamaha. Um, though a lot of people were kind of speculating retirement because there was no official word on a deal. Uh, he was putting a lot of videos up of him playing at the new Florida tracks and trails on some two strokes. Hmm. Um, so everybody kind of thought he'd maybe hung up the boots and was calling it quits. And uh, out he comes and. Um, he got, I believe it was uh, fifth at the first round, and which not too bad, you know, no. first first round of the right. season. He's the oldest rider of the circuit. Um, I think he's probably the oldest rider racing Supercross ever right now. <laughs> right. Now, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this coming full circle? Because he didn't, didn't he, when he first came to the States, wasn't he on a Yamaha? He was, he was. That's what I thought he was. Yeah, he raced uh, actually for Chaparral Yamaha when he first yeah. came, so he's back on huh. Chaparral Yamaha now. Um, the only thing missing really is he didn't go back to Thor and he's not wearing Alpine Star boots anymore. But well, doesn't um, he? He's he's got a hand in the ownership of whatever he's riding. I think. Uh, not heard any rumors or anything towards that as far as him because he's riding for Shift, um, which basically obviously is Fox, Fox. So yeah. you know Fox helmet, uh, Shift gear per se, um, and then he's wearing you know the Fox Instinct boots but um, I haven't heard anything as far as him looking to buy into that Uh, of course you know with Chad it's everything's always an option so yeah uh, Mm -hmm. but as good as he is again I've we've all watched him he raced against Jeremy and Ricky and Bubba and Ryan and all of them so it's he's the one constant against all of them and it's just I find it fascinating just from the sheer fact that that dude's still going Right. Yeah, I mean, so, well, for one, you know, he's, he's the original Mr. Consistency. Yeah. Um, Dungey's kind of taken that title over the last couple of years, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's raced with the best of them for, uh, again, from uh, the days of McGrath all the way up to, you know, now you got kind of Dungey is kind of the, the man right now. Um, and at some point, he's beat them all. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's got three championships. Uh, you know, he, he had two Supercross, and then when they said that he was a Supercross-only guy, and he couldn't ever win an outdoor. He jumped on a Suzuki in his first year on it and went Proved out, everybody went out wrong. and spanked everybody. Yep. So, yeah. um, you know, and then the next year, you know, we went to Honda. He was spanking everybody until he had his accident. So, um, just definitely doing great. But uh, just wanted to throw out a big shout out there because I am very impressed. You know, he's got uh, two top three finishes already, and uh, he's not finished outside the top five. Uh, you know, with a, a fifth and two second places in a row here. So, you know, both weekends looks like he's the only guy right now that's really kind of giving Ryan Dungey a run for the money. Um, I think uh, last week's race, I, I really think a couple more laps and uh, yeah. Dungey would have uh, placed in second. But, Again, um, I, I wish I could have seen the race. I just haven't So been definitely able to watch, looking so. to build up some excitement this year um, and not just the 450 class. The 250 class is great. How uh, is that? I haven't seen any of the light stuff. I mean, how is life going? Because it's usually a barn burner well, with, with those races. It has been very interesting. Uh, you got Zach Osborne, who's actually a native close to my hometown, grew up. Um, uh, see, saw him ride a little bit, you know, around local before he took off and went to Europe, spent some time over there, okay. and has come back. But uh, really uh, impressed with what he's pulling out. He did good last year, and he's really doing excellent this year. Um, I believe he definitely can be a title contender. Um, but uh, Cooper Webb, man, that guy in Supercross just – I think he is – you know, and, and this is one of those things he could come into the 450 class down the road and end up being nobody. Um, I mean, it does happen, but yeah. as far it, as the 250s go right now, he is dominating like 
only think person I can see that's ridden like him in recent history is Ron Villapoto. Oh, God. And he has, at times, the speed that Villapoto had, but he looks more like Chad Reed or Kevin Windham actually riding. He doesn't hang it out, and he doesn't look nearly as much like he's about to just completely crash and go flying off the side into the stands yeah. uh, like Villapoto did all the time. And he, so, did. he did do that a lot. Uh, now, did anyone else see, was it Villapoto today? That was doing flat track for the first time nice. in his life and was flat killing it. Huh? I, I don't. It was. It. I think it was Ryan, just because it was like, oh, he's trying this for the first time in his life and he's retired, whatever. But I'm not kidding you. He was flat getting it. It was really impressive, and he was like, yeah, this is actually really fun. I don't know how well he'd do in a crowd. I mean, he does good start stop, but yeah, it's they've only they usually have like one corner where it's really flat out, and they really have to hang on to it, and they're elbow to elbow for, like, maybe two seconds at the most. You put him on a mile where you're 140, diving into turn three, and you're four wide, I want to see what he does with that, <laughs> because that's that that's man's racing right there. Right. I mean, Supercross is, is no joke. It's its own set of disciplines and everything else, and... You're bar banging at the start, and you might have three, two or three guys stacked on top of you during the race, but when you can throw a blanket over the top eight for 15 laps, mm-hmm. that and the only way you're going to win is if you catch a righteous draft coming off of turn four and you just pin it and hang on, that would be fun. I would like to see Ryan do that. That would be that, fun. That definitely be interesting. I, I think uh, it was kind of a sad ending to his career there. That did suck. You I know, did he, not like the way that ended. He had four championships in a row, which was amazing, um, you know, turned around and, you know, I, I have to say, I kind of felt like it was going to bite him in the ass Yeah. Uh, from day one. I, not to say that I didn't think he was going to succeed, but I did feel like some of the American camp was a little bit full of themselves and, and how easily they thought it was going to be for him to go over there and just dominate. You know, the tracks are very different. Um, uh, definitely a lot more technical, um, you know, less showy. So the jumps aren't as big. The truck tracks get way rougher. Yeah. Um, completely different type of soil. And the funny thing about that is you see that a lot with a lot of the American riders to begin with off the jump from any discipline. Because you saw that with um, Josh Heron, hmm. where, I mean, Heron took a year to go over to do Moto2 and didn't do anything. I don't know if it was the bike or just the way that everybody thought he was just going to do fantastic right off, right off the get-go. But... He went over there after winning the Superbike Championship. I was like, oh, he's going to be fantastic. He got his head built up a little bit, and the best position he ever got was 16. Hmm. So I don't know if it's just the American – I hate saying it like this, but the American ego. Maybe. But it's also maybe support and everything else because you had – I don't know how popular Philip Ryan was over in Europe, but you had – Hang on, I just crashed. Sorry, we're uh, where's rewind? I don't care. Um, <laughs> we're playing ride. We're playing ride right, right now. And I just, going on. Yeah, sorry, but it's one of those things where Ryan may have had all the support in the world, but he's so used to a certain way of doing mm-hmm. motocross and supercross, and he goes over there and the tracks are a lot. I know the tracks are a lot faster over there, and they're not as well groomed. Yep. And you're right about the jumps not being as big and everything else. Maybe he didn't know, understand how to actually ride that style of motocross right off the right off the get go, and I mean he didn't get a win. He won in what Dubai or something like that. I believe so. Or he got a win in his first season, and then he got just worked as in an injury or something like that. Yeah. But I think you're on something with just the way they do things differently there. You know, between culture barrier and just a completely different atmosphere yeah. with everything. You know, coming in as the hotshot American, for the rest of the world, he's already kind of marked. Yeah. You know? And the, the last person to actually do that and actually blow the so- blow the doors off of everybody, being the hotshot American coming in for, for his rookie year was Ben. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at Ben's education and look who he was fighting against. Right. Because, I mean, he came up in the shoes of Nikki. Right. And when he, when Nikki left, you didn't really have anybody as a young kid mm-hmm. in AMA Superbike for a year. So yep. you had Matt fighting with Miguel and Ben Bostrom and James mm-hmm. Emke. And then Ben, just as talented, if not more talented than Matt, 
and you will never hear me say that about anybody else because I'm such a Matt Maladin fan. But you look at it, and you know Ben's got so much more just raw hunger because you know Matt's the at the time the three-time national champion. And, you know Ben was second in his rookie year, so you know there's only one way to go, and he was that hungry. And you know right. you're never gonna find anybody to fight against harder. It's gonna prep you more for the actual difficulty of racing for a year than Matt Millett. It's never going to happen. Right. And God loving, I don't see think Ryan or anybody had that kind of, you know, foot in the butt right. uh, that. education like Ben did because, I mean, everybody's kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's the way sponsorships are done here, but everybody was, you know, all trying to be chummy chummy because, I mean, if you've never met him, Ricky's actually a really, really, really nice guy. Very nice guy, very nice man. He's short as all get out. He's a very small guy, but really nice. I mean, most of your guys are so nice, and they got to be, you know, buddy buddy, and you can't, you know, step on any toes, or you got to walk on eggshells, where you can't be, you know, just like a jerk, like you know Bob Hanna used to be. Right. You can't do it anymore. So I mean, maybe that's why the American, because everybody's got to be so PC with sponsorships and everything, that you can't be like the hard nosed competitor anymore. But now that we're off on that tangent, where did we even start with that? That's just weird. Well, we well, we started off with the whole winter thing, and yeah, now we're like, yeah. wow, sorry, that was right. a good fifteen minute tangent on that. Well, going off of uh, Villapo stepping out for a while, you know, we also got word that uh, one of uh, the legends out there was taking a year off. You know, yeah. I'm stepping back in because you know motocross just isn't my thing. Yeah, oh no, I anything know. dirt, I'm like, yeah, this guy's the expert. Yeah, I, we know. <laughs> We know about as much about dirt as your normal layman. So yeah, it's dirty. Yeah, it's it whatever. Right. But yeah, so what, back to what you were saying. You're right. So uh, Guy Martin is uh, taking a year off uh, from his motorcycle heroism. I it's he's actually I want to say from what the post said because I will say this right now I am the biggest Guy Martin fan in the room right now. I am a huge Guy Martin fan. I've been a fan of his since the Robinson Concrete days back in oh. Five or six. Wow! Like right when he first started making waves, hit, hit, started making waves and hit the TT mm-hmm. in a in a big way with some good support because he ran the. I mean, you always have to run the Manx newcomers and everything else, but right. he came through when he first got on the, the the big circuit. I was a fan, and after seeing who he is and you know just the character that he is, I became a fan. Honestly, after that crash at the I think Dundrod, I'm 99% sure that's where it was, but I'll probably get corrected. When you break your T4 to T9, you yeah you get a you get a pass yeah. That's I mean, pretty massive injury. He is a huge huge bicycle enthusiast, so he rides bicycles a lot. And there's a bicycle race that he wants to do that's actually here in the states. I want to say it's across the country on mountain bikes. Uh, that's the Tour Divide, isn't it? I think so. It's something yeah. like that. He wants to do that, and it's the same time. He's like, look, I'm going to go do this, and I have the ability to go do that. Yep. And he says, if I if I race on the roads this year, it's going to be with Taz on the BMW. Yep. So, you know, they're just, we're going to do it this way, and this is how I'm going to be right now, and I want to take, you know, take a year off. And he cites it, and he goes, he's not the youngest guy in the world. I'm he's, he's early 30s, but... He's got plenty of time as long as he keeps his nose clean and doesn't get hurt because McGinnis is, what, 42, 43, yeah. and Anstey's older than that. Michael Rudder's, you know, in his 40s, so he's got plenty of time to race and get his TTs. I definitely wouldn't call McGinnis slow. Oh, no, I'm never right. going to call McGinnis slow. That man, if you actually saw, if you could see the race from this year, that senior race, I'm sitting there watching him do things that I see guys do on a superbike on a race, like a full-on superbike race, and he's doing it on the street. Two-wheel drifting, sliding the bike into a corner, and I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? And, you know, the lap time proved it. He broke the track record and the race record, right. you know, in the same year at however old he is. Right. You know, and, old fat is what everybody called him, but, you know, he's still the fastest guy on the planet. And, you know, speaking of records, too, he also wants to try and break the wall of death record. Guy Martin, yeah, he does. Yeah. Guy Martin does want to do that. Yeah, he's got a lot of like stuff. Like hundred miles an hour right now. Something on the like wall it. of death. He's building a Triumph, to a uh, parallel twin right now for right. it. 
And then he's got the world speed, you know, the world speed record with Triumph he's trying. Right. Which that bike, if you want to, if, I don't know if you can call it a motorcycle. It's a two-wheeled vehicle. We'll put it that <laughs> But it's two Rocket three motors with turbos on them. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's just utterly obscene. And, you know, his, I mean, he's got to, I don't know how this guy sits down because his balls have to be huge. 4,800 cc. Right. Yeah, 4,800 cc. Yeah. Yeah. CC twin. That's basically my Mustang, but uh. <laughs> oh, anybody, you know, I was gonna say for anybody that's not super uh, savvy, that's um within a liter of your current uh, Corvette. Yeah. Engine. With and the, turbos. And it's pushing. Right. I think the thing's pushing right at something like fifteen hundred to two thousand horsepower, and they're going after the the land speed record for motorcycles, which I, guys got the ability to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only reason why I didn't run this year was because Bonneville got canceled because the weather and the salt was in bad shape. I mean, if you, so, if you think about it, if he's got the nerve to keep any of the bikes he's ever ridden on, on the, uh, the aisle oh, yeah. pinned through, you know, the city streets and everything, how hard it will be for him to just pin it wide open on the salt flat? And, hell, he got a class win at Pike's Peak back in 2013. Oh, hell, I forgot about that. On that Jixer... 1100 Martech brand that he had that he stuck yeah. a turbo on it. I forgot about that I mean, bike. he. I remember him talking about that bike when he first picked it up because he was a columnist for um, a magazine that I buy that comes out of England. He was talking about it and he goes, yeah, I'm going to slap a turbo on it and put spread nitrous on it. I want 500 horsepower to the ground. And he can ride it. And he would be the only person that could ride it. And I hear that and I go, no. But, I mean, heck, he got a class win out of Pike's Peak. And it's... It, Guy, you do you, man. You, yeah. Best of luck to you. I wish you all the best of luck in the world. You're my favorite, <laughs> my, one of my favorite riders right now. So There's no fanboy in this guy I over think here. The, I think no. the first Not at all. No fanboy. Fanboy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. pretty much. Right. I'll be right back. Woo! Y'all can play. That'd be my yeah, coaster. Try it. I would hope so. This is my game. <laughs> here. Hedgehog, give it a shot. See what you think. Uh-oh. I better in real life than I do with a controller. Sadly, that's true also. But, you know, there's a lot of things we try to do to keep ourselves sane during the winter because this cold sucks. I mean, I'm sure all of you have your own little rituals and things you do to pretend that we're okay with not being on two wheels. This is our way of doing it, at least my way. <coughs> not sure about this guy. Uh... First motorcycle game I've ever, well, I don't own it, but, yeah, just never really been a big motorcycle game person. What was it, Gran Turismo, not Gran Turismo, but, um, Tourist Trophy? I uh, played it a little bit, yeah. wasn't that big of a fan. Um, I think my biggest issue is I'm, I'm a stickler for realism. So, you know, of course, growing up, you know, the realest thing you get was Gran Turismo. I was a PlayStation guy, still am. Um... So yeah, you had Gran Turismo, and that was kind of the it game for cars. And then oh come on, uh, let's think about Road Rash. Remember Road Rash? I actually don't. I never played Road Rash. Really, Road Rash was awesome back in the day. Of course, I'm probably showing my age now. Bring Road Rash back. How much fun would that? Right or Super Hang On? You remember Super Hang On? Super Hang On. I want to find a Super Hang On standalone or one of those old Suzuka Eight Hours. Oh, a good one from back in the day was uh, actually. Manx TT. Yeah. You Especially can if you can get the one cheap. where it's a single bite yeah. that you, you actually find, like leaned with. You can find those relatively inexpensively, but oh. I haven't really looked for them. One of those is going to be in the garage sooner or later. Here, give me this. Go back this <laughs> Sorry, I got to teach an hedgehog here out of play. As I was saying, I, I um, you know, Car World, I, I kind of left that, didn't play a whole lot. I played a little bit of the Need for Speed games and stuff, and I didn't really fall in love with like track games again until Forza. Yeah, had a buddy that was all. Huge Forza guy. Yeah, I still have yet to play Forza. Super, super Xbox guy, and and we fought it out. You know, PlayStation Two, Xbox, then PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and I had to give him that. Um, Forza Three, especially with Clarkson doing the voiceover. Uh, or was it four? It was four. It was four, wasn't it? Um, that was awesome, and that was when I really fell in love with Forza. And if I could afford it, I would buy a Xbox One to go with my PlayStation Four. Just so that I could have the new Forza game. Um, the new the new Forza Six, I've got it. I'm addicted to it. It's that good, huh? Oh, it's so good. I, the coolest thing is, you can play it with like leagues and stuff, and it's no contact. Huh. So if you've ever played Forza online, 
and you dive into turn one, you're going to get obliterated by somebody in the back that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. So luckily, the no contact thing gets away with gets away from it, so you don't you're not mad throwing the controller and stuff. What do <laughs> I pick? You want to pick the Diablo just because. Yeah, I would so, spend your money, but I'll I'll ride your bike. So I just start playing ride. What was it? Friday night. Friday. Night, Friday. Yeah. Um, I've been slowly building up my uh, garage here. I, I haven't really gotten far. I spent most of my time uh, trying to rebuild my old O four six three six in virtuality. Um, and of course, you know, with the money that you get in this game from racing, I picked up a one of my favorites, a Ducati Diablo Carbon. Um. Started off with a street triple. Well, I had to buy the car, uh, carbon just because, oh, yeah. and a super dupe. But uh, you know, as far as this game goes, I like it. You know, I was a big fan of Tourist Trophy, most because that's kind of all we had it for our longest yeah, time. No kind of do it. That's all we yeah, and uh, seeing this just being like the next evolution of it, I'm quite happy with it. Um, does it really substitute me really getting out there with my knees in the breeze? No. No, not at all. But it it helps. I mean, I bought it because it the, I saw this and I was really excited for it. Right. And it got to a point where they kept pushing it back because this game was supposed. Oh to yeah. Come out, this game was supposed to come out June last yeah. summer. Yeah. And I was and, waiting for it oh, then. Kept pushing it back. Kept pushing it back. Kept pushing it back. And then when it finally gets released, I went and got it that day. Right. So I've been playing it since it hit the states, and I've got a pretty substantial garage built up and everything else. And I played through the whole world tour. And the elite trophies and everything else, so I'm just I'm kind of half done with it now. But <laughs> I adore it. I love the game, and it's one of those things where I'm not really gonna be able to ride Road America anytime soon. <laughs> that is a track that I'm gonna do a track day at eventually. Mm-hmm. But Wisconsin is a long drive, right? Well, you know what? I remember watching something on MotoGP where they're interviewing. Uh, the riders and stuff, and what they're doing to prep for the races. This was, is a couple of years back. It was Kentucky. It was the the, tor- the doctor, the tornado, was it that the Kentucky movie? kid. Yeah. Were they're playing Tourist Trophy. No, they're playing. There or was, was MotoGP uh, on Xbox. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Rossi talking about. Right. You know, I was I played the MotoGP games. They're okay. I have not been impressed so far. The only game outside of Tourist Trophy and Ride that I was ever impressed with was uh, actually Superbike. Um, the TT game? It, I actually have it here on my iPad of all things. The TT game was uh, fun. I had a lot of fun with that. On PlayStation 2? Uh, Superbike 14. This was the so far the only other video game. I haven't game seen that. Give me this. That I, I was impressed with. I think I played that, and actually I, that was another one that was I, I really liked. Yeah, World Superbike 14. And you can get it on uh, the App Store. I think at the moment when I got this, it was free, which is why I took the chance. Well, on. I don't have a big enough screen to actually do this. The new GP so. game is supposed to be really good, isn't it? Supposedly, but I haven't played it. I've got another one of the GP games, and I played it for like 10 minutes. I'm, like, Dude, I'm glad not... I spent five bucks on this. Dude. It's pretty damn this cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah. So, Superbike 14. Pretty cool. Yeah. Of course, you know, I play video games on my iPad like Never. Yeah. But still, it was one of those good time killers while I was waiting for this to come out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's it's all finding ways to, you know, keep your time, keep right. your mind occupied with everything. Right. the fact that we're still stuck in stuck inside, not been able to ride anywhere right. else. And sadly, working out in the garage is usually not an option because it's still like 20-something degrees yeah, in the garage. Yeah, it's still too cold. So. What's gas? X. There you go. Brake is, it's play, it's uh, uh Gran Turismo controls. And what? Uh, Directional fan. What? Sorry, he's he's not with it just yet. Select is to change the view. Oh no, this is bad. <laughs> Take some time. Figure Someone it hasn't out. discovered joysticks. Oh, oh no, I discovered joysticks is just. The only way you could play it with that particular controller and do it right is that way. Right. I cannot use the analog joysticks for the, uh, the steering. Put it this way: on ride, I use the on my ride on Xbox One. It's square brake. Yeah. Okay. Square 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 so we're like really old school with the yeah, controls here. Yeah, we're old school. It's select right. change the you want to Oh hey, we got a message. Hold oh, who, a who messaged us? Uh, actually, it's uh, our old friend Noble Savage. Hey, what's up, buddy? He hit us up on Twitter, and uh, he actually wants to know, kind of taking us away from. You know where we are right now. More adventure stuff, isn't it? No, actually, he well, sort of. 
But now he's actually asking us about where we would actually like to ride. What's our number one place we'd oh, like to go and gosh. ride? Dream trip? Uh, yep. Now, Noble Savage says, for him personally, a tour of North Vietnam, from uh, south to North Vietnam, is on the top of his list. That would be an interesting ride. That's an interesting ride. Um, that's a... I know probably all of our, our listeners have heard seen it, but that's a Top Gear uh, is it? special. Oh, yeah. You no. don't know that one? No, I've never oh, seen that one. Oh, the funniest one. Because you know how they always do, like, you have your three vehicles that you pick, mm-hmm. and if it breaks down, you get stuck with a yeah. piece of junk? Yeah. They don't have the money to buy cars, so they buy bikes. Huh. James May ends up on a Cub 50. Oh, nice. Um, Richard Hammond ends up on a Mint 125, wow. which is actually a pretty neat little bike. And then Clarkson ends up on a Vespa. Because he has no idea what's going on and what to do. There you go. The bike because he hates motorcycles. Yeah, because he hates motorcycles. The bike that he has to, if you screw up mm-hmm. and you end up having to ride and it breaks, is a P, is like a Honda Z50. Nice. Painted up with an American, an American flag, an American flag on the back, blasting "Born in the USA," <laughs> and you're riding through Vietnam. Dude, that's awesome. And Jeremy Clarkson's got the best line, and he looks at it and goes. Kids, if you don't know why, ask your parents why this is inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a really funny moment, but still, it's one of those things where it's like, I, it's a good special. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It rains too much in Vietnam for me. Oh, yeah. And when it does rain, it's, it's a uh, gully washer. It's, it's just pretty bad. Miserable. miserable. Um, so, Noble Savage, if you do that trip, now you know how to do it. Yeah, now you know. Do it on a Vespa. Um, my trip, hmm. That's a tough one. There's so My many trip things. Is there like a if, rear brake? Uh, it's circle. Um, if money's no object, I can ride whatever I want. Yeah, the money's no object. I'm going to be on a. Dude, that one's tough. Are we right. talking about like place or or the bike we get to ride? I'm going to talk about it all. Okay. Hold. Um, I'm going to go with a. Oh, this will be fun. R9T. Okay. Just because it can do almost everything. And I'm going to start here in Nashville. Okay. And I will end up on the way, on somewhere on the East Coast. Okay. Port. That I can ship myself and the bike over. Start in London or England. Okay. Ride through, catch the channel. Right. Go down through. I mean, hit Silverstone and Donington mm-hmm. Park and all that kind of stuff. Right. And if I could do it, I would chase the European. World Superbike Alley. Nice. Chase that through and ride that, do that for a summer, and then come home. That'd be mm. all, that, If I had all the money in the world, that's what I would do. End up, you know, you stop at Mugello for the world for the MotoGP just because you owe it to yourself for that. Right. And then, yeah, that'd be it. Hmm. You know, just bounce around Europe, hitting the World Superbike calendar and a MotoGP every once in a while. True. But just the, and stop it like. You know, stop in Monaco. It's Fun, just, but not very competitive. No. Oh, yeah, great bike, but not very competitive. It's not meant for that. <laughs> but, you know, stop in Monaco and piss all the rich people off. Right. You know, and have all the people look down on you and you go, I don't care, I'm having more fun than you. Exactly. You know, and it's just, it, that would be me. I mean, you'd, you'd end up in Italy and right around the Mediterranean coast, through mm-hmm. Greece, and, you know, south of Spain, Portugal. Stop in Portugal and then get back on the boat and ride back and come home. You know, it'd take me probably two months, but I don't care. Hey, two months is a very well-spent time. Yeah, I mean... Because, you you know, you can spend all the money in the world, but if you don't get the experiences, yeah. what point is living? Yeah, you, you're not... No, I'm out. What about yeah. you, Hedgehog? What do you That's think? Oh, <coughs> can I pick somebody to go with me, too? Sure, why not? Yes. All right, any... Well, as much, as much as I'd like to say, I'd just join Daniel over here and chase the World Superbike Series. I think if I could pick anything... I don't even know if I would care so much about where we go. I'd like to call up you and McGregor. Oh yeah, definitely. And just be like, dude, get two adventure bikes. Where are we going? Six months. Oh, absolutely. There you go. You know, the Africa, Europe. Who knows? Who cares? I said just one. Uh, I'm a big fan of the guy. Yeah. Um, but also just, I mean, I think that would be. You know, he's somebody that's got a ton of adventure experience, which I don't have. Mm-hmm. So I got, I'd got i have somebody with me that would kind of know what they're doing. Right. I'm a little bit better than me. Um, and, I mean, the things I can imagine, you know, being able to talk about and the stories and, 
And when it's all said and done, I'd uh, you know see if I could audition for a movie somewhere. There you go. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right. You know, uh, for me, I don't really think I have a true destination. I think let's start with the bike. Tough call, but I think I would still end up with a Multistrada, just because it does a little bit of everything. But honestly, I don't have a direction. Ship me off to the West Coast. Give me a bike and say, go that way. And ride. And ride. And ride and see everything. You know? That's where I want to start first. And I'm from a small island. Where, you are from a small island. Yes, from a small island. And if you ride all day, you've seen everything ten times or more. Depending how fast you're going. Yeah. You know? Just set me loose on in this country that you know I've seen a very little, a limited amount of. On a bike. Hell, give me a three CB three fifty as long as it runs long enough for me to make it through the trip. I don't care what it is you give me, just let me go and ride. Yeah. Point point me in the right right direction as long as I know I can get someplace where there's gas and food. I can go and buy a change of clothes at Walmart, wherever it is I stop. Yeah. I don't need anything besides my phone charger because unfortunately I've got the uh, directional sense of a donut. <laughs> uh, I can't find my way out of the cereal box, so I have to use my phone to tell me where I'm going. As long as I can see what's ahead and how to get to someplace where there's gas and food, I'm good. Personally, that's what I do. And if I can come across Austin at time for uh, GP or any of the uh, AMA uh, races, I'm good to go. Yeah. But just set me loose and let me see what our country is like. So that's my my take on it. Sure. So, good question, Noble yeah, Savage. Good, good question. Really good All right. Anyway, yeah. Anything else? Um, again, if you have your own questions or uh, things you want to add in, um, hit us up. We're on Twitter, at Wingman's Garage, or you can always email us, podcast at wingmansgarage.net. We do want to hear from you. Yes, we do. E- Please. For whatever reason, email us. Hit us up on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Um... Let's see, where are we at here? Uh, we're getting close. Yeah. Um, news uh, going back into time to the ending of the GP series. Um, the huge debacle with Rossi and Marquez and Lorenzo. Uh, looks like after all this time, Rossi does not regret a single damn thing that happened. He's not going to. No. Rossi's the king, and it's always no. going to be that way. Uh-huh. It's just, I'll, again, in, in his defense... Marquez pulled some boneheaded moves yep. this year. Yep. And I don't honestly, know if it was out of de- desperation because he couldn't, because the bike wasn't working for him and he couldn't keep up the way he always had. But it's, I mean, I like him. I really like Marquez mm-hmm. his rookie year and that last, in that second year when he went, what, 10 wins in a row? Yeah. Or 11 or however many. But if you look at it, and this last year, he, it seemed like he got desperate, and he didn't really understand why, because it all came a little easy for him. So now that he's got, you know, a chip on it, not really a chip on his shoulder, but now that he's gotten beat, like, yep. come on, man, you got to realize you got to, I mean, you've got a lot going for you. Calm a little bit down. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of, sadly, the youth of the world, honestly. Uh, yeah. Right. He's just he's when he's when everything's going his way he seems to be doing great. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he's when the bike's right for him, the bike's set up perfect, and he's got everything. There's nobody touching. Oh yeah. When it's not, he is so upset about it that you know not only is he just apparently a pain to deal with, right. but he wants to make everything as miserable for everybody else. Oh yeah. Well, there, I, I and mean, you see it in his, his riding. I mean, you see it, and I hate to put it this way. You see it in any top level sports person. Anything from your soccer players and football players, Formula One drivers, World Superbike GP riders, mm-hmm. down to basketball and American football and stuff. Yeah. They're, if they're, you, to get to that level, your ego has to be so huge, and you have to be so driven by that ego. And just give me that. Okay, I was going to set it up for you, but whatever. Um, but to get to that point, you have to to be like that and you know sometimes it works out for you sometimes it bites you it bit in this year yep and I with Michelin coming in 
as the new tire, and um, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> with Michelin coming back in, and um, there it is. What are you doing? I'm trying to figure out where the brake was. It's square. I found it. And um, with Michelin coming in, and then the electronic. Where are you going? I don't know. It just kept. There's a wall right. there. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta pick it back up, dude. But um, and the electronics package kind of. And Rossi said it's like going back to 2008. Right. So, you know, let's see how it goes. I mean, this is going to be a free-for-all. And on top of the fact with, you know, Stoner re-signing with Ducati. Right. And everybody said, oh, he's going to do wild cards. He might race Phillip Island. He's not going to come back into a season. No. It's just I think it's going to take a lot for Stoner to come back full-time. And it's not one of those things where I, it's not like I would – I miss the guy. I miss watching him ride <laughs> because – I really hope you're not like this when we go to the track. No. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out the controls here. Okay. But. See? Left, right, yeah. gas, brake. There are times I wonder about this game. <laughs> like, you do the rewind, and yeah. as soon as you're done, like, someone clips you from behind. Like, what the hell? Well, that's why you got to be up so far out in front when you rewind, it's not going to bother you. Well, that's where I was before. But no, I don't know the controls. Not in this particular round. Anyway. But it's just, it's. The way GP is going to go next year, it's going to be. And the, the when they did the team presentation mm. for Yamaha, woo, oh yeah, Lorenzo and Rossi were not happy to be no, around each other. No, no, not at all. They were they were not happy. That's one of those where you go, hmm. The wall may not be up, but it's not going to be a good a good day for engineers. No. Well, you know what they say: your teammate is the first person you have to beat, right? Teammate is, and it sucks because I mean. Racing with either one of those—it's like, it's like be working in the same carpentry shop as Jesus. Oh right. You know, even on your best day, you're never going to be as good as him. Right. You know, so it's like, it's no, it's just not going to. Ooh. Hey, that would be side. called like tucking the front. Yeah, I hit that <laughs> way too hard. That was all me. That was all you. That was totally all me. I was just laying off too. But GP is going to be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to follow it as hard as I do, as I have. I don't know. I think. Honestly, I I'll think see next, how the first, I'll see how the first couple of races go, and then we'll go from there. I think 16 for GP is actually going to be fairly intriguing just because of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of on-track rivalry as fireworks. well. So, like you said, you know, the first couple of uh, races, we'll see how it goes. Because I'm pretty sure we're not going to see more of what we saw in the past where it's just two guys battling up front, and that was my You point. blew that. Where's Rewind? Where's Rewind? Where's Rewind? Nope. I gotta figure out your controls. I just want to see number ten for Rossi. Yeah, I want to see number ten. I want. I just want to see Rossi get it. Yeah. Because he's done as as fantastic as he's been for the sport and everything else. It's really tough for me to not root for him well, just because of just because of just who he is as, a, as an individual. Exactly. He might be. A, just an absolute terrible individual to deal with, you know, egotistical, blah blah blah. But it's it could be, and it could be the marketing, it could be the way he presents himself. But you know, it's he just looks like he's just having a good time riding the bike. Exactly. You know? a, it's kind of like a fish in water. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I think if Rossi ever completely leaves GP, it'll be a bad day for the GP. Oh yeah, it's gonna be terrible. I mean, what were they saying? He makes up like it's what? Thirty percent. Yep, thirty percent of the. Uh, of the watching public yeah. is watching for him. Which, yeah, there's still 6%, but, dude, 30%. That's, that's a chunk. Huge. That is a chunk of people. For one rider. Yeah, yeah, just for him. And, I mean, the, the thing about it is, oh, I can't remember. It was on Superbike Planet. I think it was one of the Dennis, one of the later Dennis Noyes uh, articles. That <laughs> after every race, the Miller <laughs> officials go straight over to Rossi, mm -hmm. Valentino, and talk to him. And it's usually about, hey, what can we do better than this? How many tickets do you need? That kind of right. thing. But it's one of those things where it's getting it's getting tough for him to put for up everything with to keep going. Right. Like, for him to get put up with things. It's one of those things like it's it seems like okay, just give me the rules package so I know what I'm writing. Right. And go from there. But you know, it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna be tough this year. And I hope he gets it just because I'm a I'm always gonna be a Rossi fan. Right. Love him or hate so, him, he you know, Rossi is who he is. Yeah. You know, and you know, there's not to say that there's not a lot of really good talent out there. Sure, a lot of them are kind of being overshadowed by Rossi, but it's 
that kind of the time period we're in, Michael Schumacher was the same. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when Shuey was still driving, I everybody was trying to figure out who was going to get third because it was going to be him and Ruben. Yep. But we'll see. I'm excited. I feel like I'm in this weird transitional period where all of a sudden I don't know who to root for in racing half the time anymore. Right. There's so many people that I grew up watching that they're finally, you know, done. You know, it's just like, you know, you've got – You've got Rossi. Um, I mean, Hayden's been up there for a while now. Uh, uh, I'm interested, still really interested, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Yeah. About Hayden going to Superbike. I'm really excited yeah. for that. That's gonna be a, that's a good transition for him. Yeah. That's gonna be a lot of fun to watch, and yeah. it's gonna be honestly, if it goes the way it could and the way it probably should, this is gonna be the resurgence of his career. Yeah. In all honesty, because he's got a two-year contract with Factory Honda. And he's gonna get the support that he needs. Mm-hmm. And he's always been a Honda guy, so it's I, it I don't want to say if he can pull it off because he's talented enough to do it. And World Superbike is where a lot of the I don't want to say retiring GP guys, but you know riders who have found that MotoGP have not really they've been left behind, but MotoGP is kind of done with them. Yep. Well, it's kind of like um, they find a, a career resurgence through that. Uh, Johnny Ray, you know, was talking yeah. about. They did an interview and and they asked him, you know, why will you not go to MotoGP even though he's been given the opportunity? And the thing he brought up, you know, which this is a big thing they've been kind of dealing with in GP, is, you know, there's you've got a very sl- well, you got a slim shot of getting in to begin with. Yeah. Right. You have a really slim shot if you're not from Central Europe. Yeah. If you're not from Spain, if you're not from, you know. If you're, not Sp- if you're not Spanish, you're not Italian, it's going to be very Yeah, difficult. pretty much. Oh, yeah. Even even the Brits, you know, have a hard time getting in. And so then as an American rider, it's just even worse. Forget it, yeah. Right. But, uh, then you know, again, so that, road racing here in America is, like, super rare. Oh, yeah. it's Well, you've got your guy. Like, PJ Jacobson is doing very well over NASCAR there. NASCAR goes to Watkins Glen. Well, yeah. Sonoma, <laughs> that's it. But PJ Jacobson is doing very well in World Supersport. He got second this time, this, this past year in World Supersport. He's got a lot of good support. I think he's running. I think he's got uh, Honda World Honda support, mm-hmm. and he's on CBR 600. Um, he's testing right now, and it looks like he's going to make a good run at the championship this year. Yeah, the 600 RR is a little longer too, like every other Honda race bike for you. But it's BJ the only one doing anything right now on the world stage that's of any note. I mean, if they could get and the cool thing is, I see, and I don't want to sound rude to, uh, to Bovier, because he just won the championship. Gagne is going to be the guy to watch. Gagne was up there fighting with Josh and Cameron on a super stock bike. Yep. So watch what he's, because they've moved him up. They've actually stopped, Road Racing Factory stopped their super sport program. Oh. So they're not running 600. <laughs> so there was there was three guys there that just I mean didn't really lose rides, but they're available for rides. They, sh- they all three of those guys should have got picked up. They're very quick. They're very good. But with Gagne on a superbike, everybody needs to watch out. That dude there, he is he's the real deal. He's no joke. Yeah. Like, I think I, he'd be the only guy I could see maybe moving up because Bobier, as fast as he is, he doesn't have. That dominating thing, that dominating personality that you have to have. Like Colin Edwards was talking about, if you're a kid here in the U.S. right now, want to move up, you have to be winning by five to ten seconds of race mm-hmm. at the least to even get anybody noticed. So yeah. Yeah, that's my point. Well, and, and that's what I was saying about Ray, because uh, I know we mentioned touched earlier with the Villapoto thing about yeah. uh, bikes being different, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and that was one thing. The transition going from GP to World Superbike versus Superbike to GP yeah. is, you know, and I'll touch base on the little photo thing. Motocross is the only thing I've seen where a rider from the U.S. or another series can take off, and if he's fast and he's dominant where he was at, yeah. go over to, like, say, the European circuit like he did and get equipment that's as good as or better than what everybody else is riding. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Villapoto's bike, he said himself, was Definitely more powerful. Yeah. Uh, it handled differently because it the frame was completely different because they don't have the rule that we have in the U.S. about having to keep everything off of certain stocks. Yeah, because he's probably running, they're probably running titanium so, frames and stuff. Oh, oh they're, it's it's crazy some of the stuff they've got. I mean, just you know, custom uh, clutch setups that are, you know aren't even yeah. allowed over here. Um, I mean, they are they are some very trick bikes. 
But in everything else, you know, you go from you take a world superbike rider and you get somebody like Ben Spees yeah. uh, that went, you know, wanted to jump up uh, to GP. Um, you know, again, they've talked to Johnny Ray about doing it. But the problem is when you're going from superbike, you can take the most dominant rider in superbike, fresh off a championship, and they offer you a ride on a 12th place bike yeah. in MotoGP. So that's why Ray doesn't want to go is because he said – why would I leave and go? And he said, if you're not Rossi, if you're not Lorenzo, if you're not, you're not getting a competitive bite. Nope. You're going to be fighting for eighth or tenth place. Yeah. So, why, t- why leave a series where I am competitive and I can win, to go to a series where I can't win? Yeah. Just to say, well, but I raced MotoGP. That's why. That's so what, again, bring coming, bring back Matt. That's why he never left. Because it was one of those things like I'm in, the, I'm on the most dominant team. I'm winning everything. I'm making more money than Stoner, you know. So why would I leave something like this? Yeah. Granted, though, you come from GP and you yeah. go down to World Superbike and you can have any ride you want. Oh yeah, you so. can pretty much pick and choose what you. Do. I mean, with when Biagi, Biagi took a year off and then came to World Superbike and he was on the, the factory Suzuki team with Francis Bata and all those guys and just. He won the. I mean, it's it's Biagi's calling card. He won the first race he was there. He won the first race at uh, Qatar, first race on the bike. He did the same thing in GP at was it Suzuka? Yeah, Suzuka. The first year on the, his first time on a 500cc bike, factory Yamaha. He showed up, walked everybody, won the race. So it's it, that's one of those things where GP riders that haven't done well in GP. They move up, and they, I don't want to say they move, they don't drop down. They move with the sideways move, but it's still a world championship. You still get the best equipment if you're on a factory ride, and that kind of thing. The only thing you really have to get used to is early tires and steel brakes. Yep. The power is going to be kind of close, but it's going to be tough. Honestly, World Superbike, personally, to me, is a much better championship to watch because it is more. I'm definitely a, a bigger fan of Superbike. I um, too. I kind of dropped off last year because with I was a big Biagi fan. So yeah. as he left, I kind of was in another one of those holes. Who do I root for? Um, you know, I like Leon Haslam. Um, I also have liked Johnny Ray. Um, so, you know, found myself rooting for him a little bit when he was on Honda. Um, but, you know, really I didn't have anybody that really stood out because the only other guy was Carlos Jacob because he was a Ducati guy. And he was competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, now he stepped out. He's retired. So... I got one for you right now, Chaz Davies. Oh yeah, yeah. States. I've met him. Nicest dude in the world. Tall, tall dude. Lanky dude. And goofball. <laughs> goofball. And that's why, like, if you look on any set number of computers I have right now, <clears throat> specifically the ones that work, I'm pretty sure Chaz Davies is my background right now. I wouldn't pretty much. Um, Good for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty much everything is Leon Haslam or Chaz Davies uh, or Johnny Ray. Um, those are kind of my three guys that I like. Um, a bag full Ronan. <laughs> nice. That, that that's an interesting bike. I, if I hit the Powerball, I'm buying one. That Hell is yeah. the bike I'm going. I mean, to between buy. the fact that it's a Ronin and then Magpul on top of that. Well, it's a dual. It's a dual uh, 1125. It looks better. Yeah, that's been tacticalized by Magpul. Oh, it's so good that thing. It's like an but, AR15 with wheels. Yeah. Beautiful. It's so cool. Sorry, I'm building uh, Chris a KTM Super Duty on ride right now. But, I'm just letting him have fun. Well, I'm spending his money, which is he's always the making the money, so he can spend it. Yep, there you go. That's the way I look at it. You want to make me money? Spend it as much as you want. Cool. Well, crap! I need to buy a Ducati then. I think you need to make me some money then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> get on the street corner. Get yeah. your favorite dress, cutie. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> some ankle. Oh God. You know, I guess uh, as we're getting my leg, I'll give you the meat. <laughs> Ooh. I guess as we're getting to wrap this up and kind of going off this tangent, you know, I think next episode. We need to talk about some of the dumbest things we've ever done. On bikes on or just bi- in general? On bikes. Okay. Because we go for a very long yeah, time that, to go without bikes. Does that include like mountain bikes? Anything no. with two wheels or we go motorcycles only? Motorcycle. <laughs> uh, let's go motorcycle because I think that's a different category yeah. than our podcast is allowed. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that next podcast. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the dumbest things we've ever done on bikes. Um, and, of course, we want to hear what you've done, too. Yes, please. It's not just about us. Well, so, well, some well, yeah, well, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so, yeah. There's that. So there's a chat, uh, a little bit of foreshadowing for next week. What do you think you should talk about next week, Todd? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. 
So I well, vote for let's see what happens next week. All right. Well, at least we got a little bit of direction. Um, Give us a week to think on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take us a week to figure it out. I think we've probably about burned out your eardrums today. Uh, so pretty much. I'm gonna say good night to everyone. Good night. Snoochie boochies. Thanks for listening again. Tell everybody you know about us. Have them subscribe, share, like. Wingman's Garage, we're on Shoutcast, iTunes, Stitcher. Shout uh, Engine. Shout Engine, that's what I meant. Yep. Not Shoutcast. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you in episode five. Yeah. Wingman's Garage is closed for the evening. Good night. You ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell up out of here. Good night.